Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Scott. Hello. You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you again for the message about a half hour ago. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, also, <laughs> I've got Jesse. This is where you do your Jewish female accent. Oh, I can't do a Jewish female accent. Hello. Can you, <laughs> can you do a North Carolina early 50s? That went a bit Irish. It did, didn't it? Hello there. Uh I could do. No, I can't do that. No. <laughs> Could you give it a go? Hello there, y'all. <laughs> what about Ryan? Can you do Ryan? Midlands generic accent. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that sounds far too jolly for Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Yes. As you can see, Scott has once again stepped into the breach. So uh, this week, Scott, we're going to talk about. Um, the Carabao Cup, which I'm sure you're all over. Uh, the Premier <laughs> League, <laughs> Premier League, uh, some other bits and bobs. Um, first of all, we're going to start with breaking news about Nicholas Bentner. Oh yes, this is quite um, a fun story. Have you seen for, this? Yeah, I sorry got um, do you want to actually go ahead with it, Chris? Well, he's been sentenced to two years in prison. I don't know whether it starts immediately because he's appealing uh, because he broke the jaw of a taxi driver. Um, over a, a, a taxi fare of four pounds eighty. Oh, I think it's only fifty days in jail. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's fifty days in jail, not two years. Not two years. No, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, still fifty days in jail so for, for, for the. I mean, you kind of think he's either four pounds eighty worth it, or is he like Omar Little and a man has to have a code and you know you yeah. um, you stand by your principles. Yeah, the the Omar whistle. <laughs> from The Wire the greatest TV show on earth exactly it's I don't know if it's when I heard the story I think it came out earlier this year right uh, um, 50 days just it seems like stupidity from him once again was it like he got was it drunk on a night out and it's just like in Copenhagen and it was just absolute stupidity from him once again because mm. a couple of years ago he got done by UEFA for wearing paddy power boxes on the pitch which is which was oh, oh yeah fair enough but I think it's just pure stupidity from him <laughs> uh, so we're going to see how that one pans out okay right we're going to start with the Carabao <laughs> Cup um, and we're going to start at Stamford Bridge Chelsea 3 uh, Derby 2 5 first half own goals 2 of which were uh, own goals 1 of which by a Chelsea player on loan yeah Pagin agent on loan Chelsea player yes uh, I would tell you his name but I don't have his name <laughs> <laughs> great great research at the start of the podcast uh, this is just scramble what you can down during your lunch hour this is true true <laughs> um, Darby played pretty well by looking at the highlights 
Derby gave a very good account of themselves. Um, to, uh, Gary Cahill didn't they? I haven't seen much of the Carabao Cup uh, as I was telling on pre-pod as I was doing a online test. All I've seen is the two own goals from the the Chelsea Derby game, which is the best because the the Derby, one of the Derby centre backs who my mind goes blank at the moment. Richard Key is it Richard Kehoe? Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's in like shock every time he touches the ball, and it, it's absolutely brilliant. He's not. Oh, he cannot pass the ball out from the bat in this derby way of playing football. But every time I see him make a mistake, it's like the best thing on earth. Oh, footballers making mistakes is far more fun than footballers doing things properly and scoring a worldie. Yeah, definitely. Every time, well, like. Uh, last season he got caught out against Wolves a couple of times I think he got done by Ruben Neves and at the time of watching it I was just laughing to myself because he is a very clumsy defender and you like to see those sort of defenders make mistakes oh definitely for sure Um, Frank Lampard got good reception this time there were no grown men holding um, A4 (laughs) pieces of paper in the air saying you're no legend anymore no bed sheets either. No bed sheets either. No, he got a very good reception, didn't he? As did Jody Morris. So it was oh, good. Nice to see. Um, next up for Chelsea, they are at home to Crystal Palace, who lost one 0 to um, a Lewis Wingol uh, in the cup for, against Middlesbrough. Where does he play? Does he play on on the wing for Barrow? Does he play in centre mid? Oh. We'd love him to play on the wing, wouldn't we? Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Lewis <laughs> Wing on the wing. Um. Crystal Palace of course got no league wins in six Wilfred Zaha has stalled ever since he came out in the press and said his stuff um, Mauricio Sarri is looking to go ten games unbeaten of course the Premier League record for your first uh, games unbeaten is eleven held by do you know who? Uh, is it Jose? no uh, oh. Nottingham Forest manager oh you're going to have to give me some more uh, think Churchill dog Tash. Yeah. Did he have a 90, tash? 94, 95 season. Yeah, I know you're on about it, but, but my, his name's just gone completely blank. Frank Clark. Frank Clark. That's For some reason, one. I was thinking of John Walk. <laughs> Not too dissimilar. No. It's just like, it's why Frank Clark? Yeah, I heard, heard that during the week. Yeah. Um... Oh, the Crystal Palace, for their poor run of form, uh, have won two out of three uh, at the bridge against um, against Chelsea. Was one of them under Pardew? I think one was under Pards, and one might well have been under Big Sam. Big Sam, yeah. Oh, God, that is two different types of football. Yeah, so uh, I can't see it at all. I think this is no, going to be I, Chelsea-Chelsea. I, I, do, I do feel sorry for Hodgson, because he's trying to get the best out of that team. Um on what I saw last Sunday, uh, they played pretty well against Arsenal. Um, I can just see Chelsea and Sarri will continuing to uh, to topple teams at this time, at this stage of the season. Oh, definitely. Although I have got a very good um, big soft spot for Luka Milijevic. Yeah, um, I have him on my bench in my dream team, and I regretted not putting him in. Yeah, I had him last season. He got me quite a few points because he's their regular free kick Penal- and free kick and penalty. Save. Yeah. If he if he can learn not to go straight down the middle, yes. like all the time, <laughs> like his run up is very it's very straight, and you sort of know if you don't move, if the goalkeeper doesn't move early. You yeah. can probably see so I know where he's going to go, but he's one hell of a set piece taker. He is. He's fantastic, isn't he? 
Yeah. Um, I made a mistake last week. I picked Troy Deeney ahead of Callum Wilson. Yeah, that was a mistake. I had uh, Mitrovic ahead of Callum Wilson. That's now being rectified. Yeah, mine's going to be rectified for tomorrow as well. <laughs> <laughs> you got time. you yeah, got time. Still got time. Uh, also in the Carabao Cup this week was Arsenal 2, Blackpool 1. Um, some more fun with goalkeepers. Peter Cech still not quite sure what to do with the football at his feet. And um, <laughs> his opposite number down at the Blackpool end sort of gave him a go as well. Um, Stefan Lichstein has scored uh, more, more shithousery <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's, the, like, he's the captain and the, the star right back at the, the, the shithousery 11 he is isn't he uh, the oldest Arsenal goal scorer since somebody in 2010 who could that have been well that would Thierry Henry no oh was Henry 11 I don't know when 2000... he went. 2010 uh, uh, oh He's an invincible. In his second spell at the club, an invincible defender. No. Sol Campbell. No, I was okay. I was going to say Sol Campbell. You should have done. No, no. I don't know why I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> joke, I didn't back myself. No, you should be very confident with yourself. Um, it was like a Wayne Rooney penalty. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so yeah Arsenal through to the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup there um, next day oh, surely the game of the weekend there um, at Liverpool. home to Liverpool yeah the, the BT Sport game yes tomorrow evening because there's two yeah, games five. on BT Sport tomorrow so yeah so it's the evening game on BT Sport this fixture uh, over the last five meetings has averaged 5.4 goals a game yeah so you, was it the 3-3 and the 5-0 or the 4-0 have... 4-0 last season where Salah just literally broke from the halfway line in about three seconds. Yeah, and there was a game either last year or the year before where Liverpool were 4 1 up. Um, yeah, the open day of the with, season. Yeah, yeah and they were 4 3, didn't they? Yeah, uh, where Klopp, I thought Klopp was going to have an aneurysm on the touchline. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, this is a different sort of. Well, I don't know, I was going to say it's a different sort of beast with Arsenal. Do you remember they. They're eight games unbeaten, but they had those two games at the start against Chelsea and Manchester City that they lost. They've not mm. really played anybody of any significance in between, and now they're coming up against the unbeaten Liverpool team. But it's at the Emirates, so anything could happen. Any, well, anything could happen. But I think I, I've got a question written down here, which is: Are Arsenal flat trap bullies? Well, you can only beat the what, what you have in front of them. So they've been doing that this season bar the opening two games of the season you, we're not going to really judge them after like the first two games of the season I did read and did hear some stuff like some people wanted Emery sacked after the opening two games honestly I remember <laughs> something similar at Manchester City a couple of years ago after about five games of Pep they wanted um, him gone and uh, Simeonian what? Why? Look, if you're going to reap the rewards now, look where Man City are now they're literally going to probably boss the league again Yeah, but they've got a try and do but you've got to judge Emery probably after maybe one or two seasons where he wants to build his own squad and get out the deadwood at Arsenal and build his idea of what he wants Arsenal to play Um, I I think we were talking about this last week you've got to pretty much say what what you think of this Arsenal side probably around Christmas yes because we were talking about it last week say they've got Liverpool they've got Sporting and then they've got Spurs They've got Spurs in the Carabao Cup, which we'll probably talk about in a second. And I think they've got Spurs again in the league anytime soon. Yeah, that Spurs game in the league, I think, comes about three days after their next Europa League game as well. 
uh, would that uh, so it'd be sporting vor or is it Vauxhall or Vauxhall? One of the, that they've got in their group. Yeah, I think it's Sporting they've got, and then they've got Spurs yeah. just just afterwards. Um, okay, it's worth saying about if you get can check this out on YouTube because, like I said, Petrček gets robbed of the ball um, as he's trying to sort of wonder what to do with it in his area. But as he gets robbed of the ball, the deflection heads the way of an offside Blackpool player who's really just has a tap into score. So it's quite unlucky, oh. but it's great to watch. So what do you reckon Sunday then? What are you going to sit on the fence and have a draw, or are you going to go one way? Uh I do like what Emery's doing, but I just think Klopp's Liverpool might have a bit too much firepower for him. I, I don't know if Klopp will go full, full gung-ho, rock and roll, air drums football, as I like to call it. The 4-3 mm. four, four, three gung, three, three gung-ho, try and win the game in the first 20 minutes. Like they were doing last season, but I just think Liverpool might just have a bit more firepower in them. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal have got zero wins um, in seven versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, but... Klopp's been integrating Fabinho quite well the last few weeks. And Shakiri. So if he decides to go 4-2-3-1 and get Shakiri into the game trying to dictate a mm. bit more further up field, or he wants to like balance the midfield a bit more and add like James Milner into the team, or Fabinho and Vinaldum and James Milner, and then just leave the front three on their own, he could do the same thing. But uh, there's like uh, the story about Aaron Ramsey that's come out said mm. that he could leave at the end of the season I wonder if Liverpool might be a club that could be interested in I did tweet out that saying that Juventus could probably go for him because they are the uh, the free transfer kings and there's rumours of him and David De Gea linked with Juve David De Gea? Yeah I think he's out of contract in the, sum, in the summer as well Is he? Yeah that's what I've heard but I don't know if it's true Okay um, Yeah and Ramsey there must be quite a few top teams looking yeah. at him uh, I would not be surprised if there's a few Premier League teams going looking to bolster up the midfield. Yeah. Evidently, he probably won't go to Spurs yeah. after what he's been oh, he doing be. the last. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he stated out stated that he won't go to Spurs. So I wouldn't be surprised if a top club goes. Yeah. Speak because in January you are able to speak to clubs if you've got six months left on your contract. That's right. That's right. As we know from Football Manager. Yes. Too much. <laughs> this is going to be a source of conversation for the next few months, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Also, the Carabao Cup. West Ham won Spurs three. Uh, Son Heung-min uh, in his 150th Spurs appearance scored two goals. Um, Fernando Llorente scored uh, also Spurs, and then Lucas Perez got one for West Ham. Um, awful, awful, awful West Ham defending. I heard there was a pitch invasion as well. Oh no, I didn't see that. Let me show that the uh, highlights. Oh, did they not? I saw some photos online of uh, some some people dressed up in Halloween costumes. I don't know if if that if that happened or that's what I saw online. Oh, superb! Yeah, I think this was on the BBC Sport website. So, oh, okay. No, I missed that. I missed that. Unfortunately, how how bad was the defenders at Richard Keogh-esque or? Um, yeah, kind of, it's kind of. It's was it Og Bonner? Wasn't Ogbonner. It was somebody uh, else. Yeah, he's, um, he's very he's very hit and miss. It wasn't Ogbonner, it was somebody else. Uh, and he was black as well. And I hate for anyone to think that I've got my black people confused like <laughs> the referee. I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, is Isaac um, Jop? No, no, I don't think it was. Uh, Mazawaka, I think it was. was Mazawaka, okay. Who got done for spitting. <clears throat> yeah, that's the guy. Um, 
very similar, but a bit further at the pitch to uh, the sort of miscued clearances from that sort of happened in the derby game. Um, but it sort of happened between the heart, the sort of okay. centre circle and the, and the and the edge of the D. So a bit further up, but it sort of allows Son to come in and sort of capitalise on those. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and again, for the other defender, the, the Lorente goal, it was from a corner, and he was just left completely utterly unmarked. So I can understand maybe why those fans are running on the pitch. They can't, they can't be very happy. But West Ham no. are at um, they're home to Burnley. Both have got eight points, uh, but not one in their last four games. Both are like struggling at the moment. I heard I was listening to some in the week. You probably listen to the same podcast as we <laughs> always have this conversation while myself, you, and Ryan are on. Yeah. Um, do you think Dice Ball has gone? It's taken its course. Uh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it has, but I just think maybe you always get this one good season where you uh, you do so well and you get into Europe, and it's always followed with a. Uh, underachieving season where you struggle to adapt to play Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. And I did I hear, in a, yeah, I did hear in a podcast someone compare Burnley season to Ipswich's second season. Yes, in the the two, yeah, when Ipswich got to UEFA Cup fourth round, if my memory right. serves me right, with where, Finini George. Yeah, with Finini George, and I think they got beat by Inter, mm. and. Um, I think it just t- takes its toll. West Ham is like uh, someone's put together a, cha- a championship manager, football manager <laughs> squad from like 2012, 2013, where you've got all these talents who were like good four or five years ago. But you've also got some very good defenders. I do like the Paraguayan defender, Bob Buena, yes. who, um, who was at Corinthians last, the last couple of years. But yeah, I could probably see this as a draw. Um, both Fabianski and Lucas Fabianski and Joe Hart are the busiest goalkeepers in the Premier League they've both made 44 saves each which is most of any goalkeeper in the Premier League I'm, I'm not surprised I, no. <laughs> I, as Burnley's last couple of games they've conceded 4 and 5 to Manchester City and Chelsea yeah and that's um, Benby I mean Benby and both Tarkaski fit or are they it's not Ben me in the corner, as I've heard someone call it <laughs> once before. <laughs> this is absolutely brilliant. No, uh, Tarkovsky is a very good player. I've seen him in the lower leagues when he was at Brentford, when um, Swindon had played them a couple of times. Um, I didn't expect his rise to um, to this stardom to come so quickly, but as you could see in the last, last season, he's a very important cog on the wheel to them. So I think the same way in Jack Cork as well. Yeah. Um, if they're going to miss a couple of players, like in defence, they always seem to struggle. But the last two games have conceded nine. And never last season, I think this is a very long while since like Burnley and Ch- uh, Sean Dyche's team has conceded more than three in a game. Mm. Um, and Spurs are away to Wolves, who have got back-to-back losses and zero goals scored. Uh, Spurs, of course, lost to Manchester City. They played two games this weekend. Spurs lost to Manchester City on Monday night, didn't they, on the oh, uh, NFL, NFL pitch. pitch, which is absolutely rancid. I caught the end of that after watching the Lazio Inter game. I was just laughing. Why did Wembley stage three NFL games in three weeks on that pitch, even though they, got, they knew that there was going to be Champions League games and games being played on that pitch as well yeah um, it's just stupid uh, did you notice the the kickoff time for the Wolves Spurs game oh they've moved it haven't they yeah they've moved it I think uh, what did they move it for 
Because Spurs got uh, Champions League in the week. This is Champions League in the week. I did hear someone talk about it, but yeah, it's quarter to eight on a Saturday night. Mm. Which, if you're a travelling fan coming from uh, Wolverhampton, so if you're going from London to Midlands, and the game finishes what half nine, quarter ten. I don't know what the last train home from New Street is to London. This normally takes about an hour or two. So yeah. it's not really thinking about the fans. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's only football. Why would they? Yeah, it's Sky or BT. They only just think about the money. They don't <laughs> think about the fans. It's like, um, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, but Bournemouth, Newcastle on a Saturday at half 12. Oh, yeah, I remember it's, that. It's the most rancid kick-off time for, for football fans travelling. Oh, the counter-argument, of course, to that is if you're going to take the Sky and BT billions, you're going to have to put up with a few yeah, you have to put up with it. Yeah. Which I can like, see, see the point of as well. Yeah, it's like Carlisle played Yeovil last week. <laughs> Yeovil won in the last minute. You have to feel for feel for the uh, the Yeovil fans travelling all that way, but then win the game one nil <laughs> as a fair track. Well, as a Swindon fan, you must have done you know tracks like that for a while. Uh, yeah, I've done Norwich, Huddersfield, Leeds. I think Leeds or Huddersfield is probably the furthest up north I've been. Just have jabs. <laughs> Uh, maybe in Leeds. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. <laughs> he's never stepped foot there in his life. He's from um, down south, isn't he? Oh yeah, that's how buddy accent. That accent of his, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the Carabao Cup, Bournemouth beat Norwich two-one. Uh, Junior Stanislas scored. Um, he scored his last four Bournemouth starts at home, so he's doing very well. And then next uh, at home to Manchester United. Now Bournemouth are looking for their. Uh, fourth win in five Premier League games and in that time they've had three clean sheets are they favourites for this game Josh King's back uh, are they favourites yes. for this game yeah. I'm, putting, I'm putting them as favourites because uh, I don't know if the if the two wins for Man United are like papering over the cracks because mm. I just think they ha- they've got to go to uh, Turin on Tuesday night which is uh, no sorry Wednesday night uh, which I can see them struggling big time so that I just wonder good. what sort yeah, I wonder what side Mourinho will put out for this game. Um, well, uh, yes, I hadn't thought about that, but it's a bizarre state of affairs when you put Bournemouth as favourites against Manchester United, isn't it? Yeah, I, I always like Eddie Howe um, as a coach. He's done brilliantly at Bournemouth in his first stint, and then he went to Burnley, and then he came back home, and he's he's like. Um, they've got Richard Hughes as the director of football now, and it's like Richard Hughes is uh, like ex-player for Bournemouth, and he's like finding all these gems, and, like David Brooks and Jefferson mm. Lerma, uh, Ryan Fraser, um, who's come on leaps and bounds after coming from Scotland and uh, switching his diet, which uh, Eddie Howe told him to after <laughs> telling him not to go and eat pizza and ice cream after playing every game, which is not a very good diet for a footballer. It's probably a good diet for us fans, but not for, for footballers. But Scott, yeah, I, it? yeah, it's a Scots. But yeah, I could see uh, Bournemouth, who, uh, who have been playing some good football this season, probably entertaining us, the neutrals more in this game. Yeah, Richard, uh, Richard Hughes from Bournemouth. His, Bournemouth's gain is very much BT Sports co-commentary's loss, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Uh, he was brilliant. Uh, Kirk Coppenter on the, uh, the the Serie A games on BT Sport. Yeah. I miss those days. Yeah, European football show. Uh, that's, that's like a dagger through the heart. <laughs> it still is, isn't it? Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, right, also the Carabao Cup. Um, Burton beat Nottingham Forest 3-2. That penalty miss was amazing, by the way. He looked like he didn't want to take it. He looked like he just wanted to be sick everywhere on the pitch. I've not seen that gone. What's this then? Uh, one of the Burton... I, I can't for the life remember the name of the Burton play. It looks like the Burton were given a penalty... He looked like he didn't want to take it. He looked physically sick. You know, like you've been on a night out, you drunk too many shots, and you just stand up from the bar, like, and you you don't know where you are for about ten seconds, and then you're like, I'm okay, and then he ran up and took the penalty and blazed it over the bar. Oh, did he? Absolutely smashed it over, did he? Yeah, he smashed it over the bar into the Forest fans. Superb stuff. Uh, and then Manchester City two Fulham nil. Um, Brian Diaz uh, with goals in either half. Kevin De Bruyne uh, went out and. Um, Faces five to six weeks out. I think it's his first game back, wasn't it? Yeah. Did he? Is it re-injury of the same knee? Uh, I don't know, unfortunately. Uh, okay. Whether it's the same knee or not. But they've done okay without him, I suppose, haven't they? Yeah, they've done okay. Oh, pretty much that whole squad is just disgustingly good. I and mean, then if you can get <laughs> Diaz and Foden into that as well. Yeah, I don't think they're missing him that much. No. Um, Bernardo Silva is an, a very adequate replacement. Well, we spoke about this last week, didn't we? Our yes. Bernardo Silva love. Yeah, Bernardo Silva loving. Definitely. Um, Manchester City versus Fulham in the last seven games as an aggregate of 21-3. They did all right to just keep it at 2-0. <laughs> I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Leicester City's game against... Um, Southampton. Southampton, yes, that was postponed. That will be played at a future date. So the quarter-final draw is uh, Arsenal versus Spurs, Chelsea versus Bournemouth, Middlesbrough versus... Burton Albion and Manchester City versus Leicester City or Southampton. So it's nice we'll have a championship club in the semis. Yeah, so even Middlesbrough or Burton will be in the semi-final, which is brilliant for the Football League. Definitely. Yeah. That'd be very good. I can't uh, see Burton I, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not championship, they're uh, League One now. They're League they, One, they're League One. They got relegated last season, so you've got one, either a championship club or a League One club in the semi-final. Yes. I've got a soft spot for Burton, so I quite like them to do it. Yeah, I've been there once. We got beat 2-0, but it's a lovely ground. Um, Arsenal Spurs could be quite tasty. Could be, couldn't it? I mean, from yeah. what I remember off the top of my head, there's been a few of these in the League Cup, haven't they? Yeah, I'm just trying to think when the last one was. That was so long ago, I don't think. Was it before Fellini scored a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think that may have been the semi-final itself. He smashed one in, didn't he? Yeah. What I remember from like the Arsenal Spurs game is David Bentley scoring from forty yards out. Uh, really, yeah. <laughs> and the Emirates, yeah, just lapping it up. <laughs> um, I should have said earlier on Manchester City. Uh, they are uh, uh, next home to Southampton. I wrote Manchester City next home to Man City. I'm sure that's not <laughs> Southampton. Did you hear the bit on Football Weekly this week where they talked about Mark Hughes opening his birthday presents and being disappointed? Yes. <laughs> he, he, as I say, every time Southampton playing every time I'm on here he's going to have find something to moan about at 10 to 5 <laughs> every single time every single time when they're not scoring goals Danny Ings is their top goal scorer and they've got Charlie Austin who in my eyes before his, his plethora of injuries on his shoulders and his knees was the most gifted natural finisher in English football mm. and and every time I've seen him play he would just make, make chances for himself and it was in the back of the net and then just injuries have just taken its toll. And I just feel sorry for him at the moment. I do, yeah. And I just can see Man City racking up five or six. Um, well, yeah, City won seven out of nine versus Southampton. Um, last season's 
victories against them both came in injury time. The other thing about City, they've got six Premier Clean Sheets, Premier League Clean Sheets in a row. Okay, so Edison, who's Brazil's number two, is, is, they've got a good back four anyway. Yeah, uh, and it's it's strong. But I don't know what Guardiola is going to do with Bernard Mendy. I don't know if he really suits that team. What well, personality-wise, they don't see the at the moment, do they? No, no. I wonder if they could have a massive falling out. Yeah, it could do. It's um, if I was Mendy, I would wind my neck in a bit. Yeah, stay off social media for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. There's only one Pep Guardiola. You can get a fullback from anywhere, can't you? Yeah, and you could cash in on Mendy anytime soon. Exactly. Um, Fulham are away at Huddersfield at the weekend, of course. Huddersfield have got 76 shots so far in the Premier League with zero goals from 17 different players. <laughs> Last time match of day? Well, I just, possibly, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was just sort of... That's a, baff, that's a baffling stat as well. It's like... <sighs> shooting games practice. In uh, is it 10? 9 or 10? We're back there, so we're talking sort of seven and a half goal uh, shots every game, and they're just not going, just not they're getting not anywhere going. near the goal. <laughs> no. It takes some effort, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But I, I can see them scoring against Fulham because Fulham's defence is very, very poor at the moment. And as I said last week, I still think they're going to bring sw- break Swindon's record <laughs> for the most goals conceded in the Premier League season. But I can also see Fulham winning this game because Huddersfield have not started very well and look favourites at this point for the drop. We are... I, I sort of break the league down into about three or four different parts and I've reached the first part, which is the part where the clocks go back. So Yeah, we've so gone... October, Halloween. Yeah, so yeah. You know, you've got October, Halloween, you've got the Christmas fixture, bumper bonanza, then you've Easter. got sort of Easter and then you've got the sort of running at the end. So... We're getting to the point where teams have had a start, uh, so to speak. So we're getting beyond a bad start for Huddersfield. We're sort of getting to... This is going to sort of define their season from now on, isn't it? Yeah, so every game for them now is a six-pointer. Yeah, exactly. I think at this point of the season, this is the first first six-pointer between them. I think that we get banded around, Fulham versus Huddersfield, a, a relegation six-pointer. Well, I think you're right. I mean, Huddersfield have got three points. I mean, to be fair to Huddersfield, uh, Fulham are 18th on fifth and Cardiff are in 17th also on fifth. So a win could actually take Huddersfield take them out, out of the bottom the three, possibly. Three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they've got a current goal difference of minus 17. So you sort of think <laughs> they've got to go some to score, especially with that statistic. Um, yeah. Is it Fulham, is it conceded, is it 40 goals this season so far? Is it 50? They are averaging all... three and a bit a game or something, aren't they? Yeah, Swindon's record is looking enticing for Fulham this season. But like I said last week, this is, you know that record is something you should embrace. Well, if they get to 99 on the final game of the season, it's going to end up nil-nil, isn't it? What would you like? If it's 99 on the final <laughs> game... 99 on the final game of the season, and it's the last minute, and someone is bearing down on that Fulham goal, jump to score or miss? I don't know. <laughs> Probably score, so it just equals with it. <laughs> So, could share the award? No, you want you want to, you want to go down in infamy. Yeah. Yes and no. Because <laughs> if it's like it, in all, this could be like Swindon's only season in the Premier League. <laughs> it was like hundred goals, but I can see Fulham beating that record. 
the way they go at the down. moment, they, they, yeah, they can see too. down. And if it doesn't go any further for Jukanovic, he could be the first Premier League manager sacked. Yeah, he could be, couldn't he? Because I don't think Huddersfield will sack Wagner. Uh, no, I think they've said they won't. Yeah, their chairman's come out and said they won't because they've like put so much effort and that time into the, building this team and building the squad up. Yeah. And like for them to get relegated, it's probably not the worst thing, but I wonder if Wagner missed his boat and not leaving in the summer to go to either like Borussia Dortmund or Wolfsburg. Yeah. Leave when or somewhere else. Highest. Yeah, and not when it's at his lowest. Exactly. Um, okay, well, look, we'll come back to the Premier League later on in the pod. So now we're going to sort of round up some fixtures uh, across the continent coming up this weekend and beyond. Um, so in Spain, first of all, it is Barcelona top on 20 points, Alaves uh, second on 20, Seville 19, Atletico Madrid 19, um, just for terms of reference, Real Madrid in ninth place on 14 <laughs> points. Um, I was right. I was right about Luis Suarez last week, wasn't I? Yeah, you were, weren't you? Yeah, he always comes out in the big games for Barcelona. That was an extraordinary header. I haven't seen the highlights. I've managed. I haven't managed to sit down and watch the uh, the highlights on Eleven Sports yet. But I heard uh, Barcelona were very rampant. No, definitely. They owe us a free subscription by now, don't they? We plug. Them <laughs> bits, <laughs> we plug them and Guardian Football Weekly to absolute <laughs> bits this season. We deserve a slot on Football Weekly and a free <laughs> subscription between us, don't we? Yeah, we could probably get rid of the Fitba, Fitba corner. Yeah, I think we could do that. We could have that bit instead. Uh, Barcelona are away to Rio Valcano. Seville are away to Real Sociedad and Alvarez are away to Ibar. Um, and Seville, Seville game could be quite interesting. Two good teams. Yes. Very um, nice, very nice redeveloped stadium as well. Oh, is it? Oh, you're in your yeah. country. Uh, I like I do like football stadiums. I like Rey Vallecano Stadium, Vallecas. It's just like three sides. Well, like it's quite close to the pitch. Mm. Um, yeah, Yanaweta. I I haven't been. I always wanted to go to some Spanish stadiums. I've been past Valencia. I've been to New Camp, but Anaweta looked like before it was redeveloped. You were like four miles away from the pitch. Yeah. They had like a blue running track, and then now they've, it's a bit more compact. And it looks quite nice now. I went to the new camp um, about 18 years ago, and I really wished, I kind of wished I hadn't, because you walk out into the stand. I did the museum tour, and you walk out same, into the stand, same. and you look down at that pitch, and you think, that's not very big. I play in one of those every week. And all of a sudden, everything that happens on that pitch seems a bit more mortal, doesn't it? Yes. And you come out of the second tier. Yeah. And you, when I went, I think it was 96 or 97, yeah. um, there was a person mowing the grass. He looked like an ant. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad went up to the, the highest seat at the top, which is for the security and the stewards. Yeah. And that's literally, no, not for me. No, no, I'm all right with a second tier. Too steep. Yes. <laughs> That's like oxygen masking in Haler's territory. is <laughs> uh, going to be taking temporary charge of um, Real Madrid. Am I, did I get this right? Am I thinking right that Solari played for Blackburn Rovers as well for a while? Um, ooh, I, can quit. I don't that. think so. Are I'm you thinking of Salgado? Oh, yes. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, the funny story about Solari is that if he's an interim, as I found out, he can only take charge for Bar- uh, for Real Madrid for two weeks, for fourteen days, which I think is a bit of a strange rule. 
that's a bit bizarre. And you got the international yeah. break coming up, haven't you? Yeah. So I wonder if uh, they might have someone in place. Mm, I think if I was Real Madrid, I would chuck a whole load of money at Tottenham Hotspur. Ooh. I was thinking, oh, yeah, it's not a bad shout. But I could see them go for Conte. I can as well. Conte, I mean, we've seen the Ramos comments this week. Conte in that change room would be just fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, and Courtois. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come. Don't come, Eden. Do not come, Eden. Yeah, oh, that'd be brilliant to watch. That could be the next season's all or nothing. Oh, please make a Netflix documentary about that. That'd be absolutely amazing. Uh, in Germany, uh, Dortmund are top by Munich. They're sort of crawling their way back at the table into second place on 19 points. Uh, Gladbach on 17, then Werder Bremen on 17. Um, so Bayern are at home to Freiburg. Wolfsburg are at home to Borussia Dortmund. It is fifth place, sixth as well as Hertha Berlin take on uh, RB Leipzig. Yeah, Hertha got a very... Very impressive 2-2 draw at Dortmund last week with a, a very, 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 very late penalty, <laughs> which uh, Solomon Kalou tucked away. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah, so RB Leipzig, who's probably not everyone's favourite club after Bayern Munich in Germany. I don't know. No, no, it's, it's money. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you've got some very left-choiced uh, oh, sorry, left field clubs who are doing quite well in Germany this season. Yeah, and and I think Gladbach and Hertha Berlin are quite up there. The one thing I remember out of Hertha Berlin is when Brian Roy joined them. Uh, from was Lachlan that from Forest. Forest? Yeah, yeah. And the headline of the song was "Brian goes for Hertha kit," <laughs> which, <laughs> if you're into rhyming slang, is incredibly funny. Um, in Italy, uh, I think this league might be a little bit out of date because I wrote this before the Milan game uh, the other day. So let me just. Refresh so on the BBC. Milan, Milan, Genoa, which was Wednesday night, which Milan won 2 1 thanks yeah. to a very acrobatic goal from Alessio Romagnoli. I don't know if he meant it, but if he did, it's one hell of a finish. <laughs> okay, so Juventus is top on 28 points and Napoli 25, uh, Inter on 22nd, uh, third place on 22nd, 22 points, sorry. 22nd, 22. Yeah. Uh, and then fourth is Lazio on 18, fifth, uh, fucking hell. Fourth is Milan on 18, and fifth is Lazio also on 18. Frank, got there. Uh, Juventus are playing Calgary, um, Inter are playing Genoa, Lazio are playing Spal, Napoli are playing Empoli. I've got a feeling Milan might be playing somebody decent, actually. I just only had a Genoa, yeah, because. 11 sports on their schedule had it as well as Inter versus Genoa Milan versus Genoa so I don't know if they cocked up um, Napoli are playing uh, Empoli this evening and it was 3-1 before we came on yeah I don't know if it finished 3-1 uh, I think it would still be a victory yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. you guys uh, Roman Fiorentina. You're, yeah you're uh, home or away to Fiorentina it's uh, away, away, away in France. Uh, Napoli won 5-1. Ooh, 5-1. Insigne uh, Mertens with a hat-trick and Arculius Milik and Caputo got one for Empley. Uh, Mertens and Milik scored both in the 90th minute. So 90 for minute and 90 plus 3 for Mertens. Oh, OK. Um, you confident about Fiorentina? Um, yes and no, because uh, Roma have done quite well at the 
uh, in Florence in recent seasons. They won their 4-2. Uh, did lose 1-0 a couple of years ago, but they've done pretty decent there. If they can get an early goal and push forwards, I could probably see them getting something, but they're going to miss Daniele De Rossi for a couple of games. Okay. That's pretty much crucial in the midfield at the moment because him and Steph, Stephen and Zonzi have got like a very good partnership going. Mm. As, as I went to the Seska game, uh, which for me only feels about yesterday but it was about <laughs> 10 days ago um, them two were the best players on the pitch but it's good to see De Rossi at his age showing his class but I don't want to see Roma being too over-reliant on him No um, and let's hope you don't have some sort of ending like you had with um, Totti because it did get a little bit murky between him and Spalletti didn't Spalletti it? yeah went a bit awry and yeah. then you don't want that happening. He had a bum deal, didn't he, Spalletti, I think, with you guys? Because there's yeah. a pointless task trying to sort of retire someone like Totti. Yeah, and trying to get the club into Champions League football. Yeah. Which is which is needed because Roma's finances are not the greatest and they need Champions League football and they need the income coming in every season. So you, you're going to like have to sell players and then try and get into the top four. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I take a point. I just don't want to defeat. I just don't want to defeat. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh... if it's a defeat, it's going to be even more points off Champions League. But, yeah. They're not... I mean, they've got Keita and... Simeone. Simeone. And... Belotti as well, haven't they? Uh, Belotti's at Torino. Torino. Oh, sorry. Purple. I got confused. Marco <laughs> They've got... Uh, yeah, purple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're a good they're, they're a good team. I, I like I like um, Federico Chiesa. He's an absolute wonderful player he to is, watch. He's wonderful, isn't he? So good to watch. Um, I think Fiorentina could be fielding some phone calls in January. Yeah, I think they could. I'm also looking to looking forward to the Italian national team in a few years' time. Can you imagine a forward line of um, uh, uh, Chiesa, Pellegrini, and Patrick Crotone? Oh my God! Yeah, that, that's a very good front three. That's not bad, is it? No, because Pellegrini's only 17. Yeah. And uh, Chiesa is 20, 21. And I found out he speaks very good English as well. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So you don't... If, if an English club buys him, you don't have the awkward um, bedding-in period of him trying to learn a new language. Are you listening, Jürgen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in France, PSG are top. Uh, but they are playing second place Lille, uh, which I and, think was tonight, wasn't it? It's just finished. I literally flicked the game on just a moment ago and it finished PSG 2, Lille 1. Uh, I will get the goal scores. Everything was Neymar and Mbappe and Pepe scored a penalty for Lille. Okay. Class- it's Nic- Nicholas Pepe, I think his name is. The classic was good at the weekend, wasn't it? I haven't seen it. Was, was it 2-0 in the end for PSG? It was, but it came with a little bit of controversy at the end. Was it VAR? Kind of, um, it was a, I think it was a corner to Marseille, and as it came in, the referee gave a foul by Strootman on Marquinhos. It were kept, I mean, if Marquinhos and Luis Gustavo stood next to each other. Brothers. Yeah. I could see it, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, it was Afro given. Tash. <laughs> yeah. It was given for a foul on, um, uh, on Strootman, uh, by Strootman on, on um, Marquinhos, and then. But Marseille sort of carried on and smashed the ball in the net. And then I think from that free kick, they went down the other end and got their second, which is a really good, well-worked goal. It was 
literally uh, Mbappe to Neymar cross across the face of goal to Draxler to tap it. It's a great goal. It's a uh, real good breakaway goal. They're twelve and twelve so far on the gun. Yeah. It's quite scary at the moment. Well, it is to the place someone in the Champions League and then lose. Yeah, and they get beat. <laughs> as we said last week, that Champions League group is not looking the best for them. No. Um, what else we got? In Australia, uh, the big game of the weekend was probably played today as well. Melbourne City uh, in third place, Sydney FC in first. Uh, Sydney won 3 0 with two goals from Adam Lafondre. Um is, is he doing all right there? He's doing all right. He scored last week as well. Uh, and I Good. think he scored in... Is he in the FFA Cup or he scored in the first week of the uh, a, first round of the A-League? Um, I, I wonder if you would agree with me. He's a very good journeyman lower league striker. Oh, you get players like this, don't you? Really good lower yeah. league number nines. Yeah. And what he did like for Rotherham, uh, Reading, Bolton... Probably back to Reading and then back to Bolton. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a few other clubs in there. But he's a very good lower league striker. And it's yeah. good to see him doing well in the A League. Yeah, he's doing okay down there. Um, in Turkey this weekend, it's uh, Istanbul Basaksehir in first versus Besiktas in fourth. But tonight we had the uh, Galatasaray game. Yeah, yeah, Galatasaray in third versus Fenerbahce in fifteenth. Do you know how that finished? Two two. Two two. But have you seen Hakan Sass? No, I heard that. I, did, I heard that a Fenerbahce fan died before the game. Oh no, I didn't hear that. Commiseration, not commiseration. No, 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 rest in peace, because you don't want to say like, a football fan going to the game and not coming home. Yeah. But uh, I've seen the equaliser from Jai Olsen, which is an absolute rocket and a half. Yeah. Yeah. What did Hakan Sass? He did a. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was on a goalkeeper or um, somebody like that. But he did a. Um, um, Mourinho on Tito Villanova. Oh no, to poke someone in the eye. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I, I don't know why BT or Eleven Sports haven't picked up the Turkish league. I uh, yeah, I say this with a few leagues actually, like yeah. the Turkish league, um, Argentinian league, Mexican league, <laughs> in the Copa Libertadores. No one in the UK has picked that up. Uh, no, but is there like some Premier Sports or something like that where? They're... Uh, Premier Sports has got Portuguese football, and I think that's Belgian, it. Belgian, I think they've got as well. They like used that. to have that, but I don't think they have that this season. No. Yeah, um, Turkish football would be good. I tell you, what, Greek league would be good as well for. Yeah, uh, just for the, the atmosphere and the the shit that happens. Maybe a. Oh, definitely. Comes on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Copa Libertadores also um, happened this week. That was fun and banterous, wasn't it? Yeah, I told my dad about that yesterday. <laughs> That's a brilliant. Um, I I subscribe to a channel on YouTube which says um, South American football. I yeah. didn't manage to watch the whole of the highlights. I just wanted to see the the penalty incident and the uh, what happened at the end. <laughs> okay, so save me having to Google the results. What's the name of your? Oh God, uh, I think it's called. I've got my iPod next to me, which has the YouTube app. This is great podcast, by the yeah, way. This is <laughs> I tell you what, while you're talking about that, I'd say just say the fact that it's this, we're going to have a Super Classico final um, for the first time. Uh, it's a very which old... is amazing, which yeah. is amazing, by the way. It's, the... it's called Liga Dos No Football. So it's Liga Dos, which is L-I-G-A-D-O-S. Yeah. Oh, no. no football, got it. No football. I'm going to subscribe to them. Thank you very much. Um, 
Yes, so it's. I think it's going to be the third time a couple of the Dora's final has taken yeah. place with teams from the same countries. But it's also going to be the last final with two legs. So we'll go for the less controversial game first, which is Phil Scolari's Palmeiras 2, Boca Juniors 2. So Boca win that 4-2 in aggregate. Right, let's go to Brazil. So Grêmio 1, River Plate 2. So I presume this is the way goals River Plate gone through one. Yes. Okay, so tell me, describe this to me. Right, so it was 1-0. Uh, last couple of minutes of the game, uh, Cross comes in and it was a handball shot from, I think it's probably just a couple of yards away. It goes to VAR. It's given on VAR. I think it was like a five-minute wait. So it, I think it was given on the 89th minute and they had to wait to the 95th minute. <laughs> and then Gonzalo Pitti Martinez smashes the ball into the roof of the net and... Um, after this, is, it goes a bit mental, and then the military police has to escort the referee off the pitch. I mean, it's South America, isn't it? Yeah, you know stuff is going to happen. But um, <laughs> if you guys, whoever listens to the show, if you guys listen to or follow people who know a bit more about South American football and the Copa Libertadores, like the guys on the World Football Index, they'll probably cover it a bit more in depth. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, and it's well worth the watch and and the listen as well. Yeah, it's definitely worth a Google of that um, uh, of that YouTube channel you've mentioned as well. Yeah, they. I don't know because the stuff might get cut, um, taken down. It has done in the past because I watched the the highlights from the Brasileiro on there and like in recent weeks they've they've taken stuff down so i don't know if it, it might get taken down oh okay i mean the penalty comes under the sort of i've seen them given also the first goal for river plate uh, could have went to var because it it came off his arm yeah and i'm very surprised that it didn't go didn't get go get my bloody words out now <laughs> i'm having a, a you moment from earlier uh, <laughs> it didn't give, uh, go straight to var because it var is to help with the the error the the horrible error which is given by ref in games and you don't want to see a game just like ruined by var and I, I think mm-hmm. this is a sort of game which is ruined by var well, speaking of games ruined by VAR as well, uh, the Champions League first leg, uh, African Champions League final first leg has taken place. Um, Al Ahly of Egypt uh, took on uh, Experience de Tunis um, from Tunisia. The second leg takes place next week on the 9th. Uh, I think it finished 3 1 to Al Ahly, but there was, um, there was definitely some varness in there as well. If you have a look at Sandals for Goalposts. Uh, who's an excellent African football blog uh, or African football Twitter account. I think there's been some VAR shenanigans on there. Uh, stroke some people, some other people on Twitter thinking uh, this is African Calciopoli. <laughs> um, so, oh God, Calciopoli was bad. Yeah, well, have a look at this. Um, also, it's the, speaking of Champions League finals, it's the Asian Champions League final this weekend. Um Kashimi Antlers of Japan are taking on Persepolis of Iran. Um, so the return leg takes place on the 10th. Um, so also worth looking up for that one as well. Um, MLS, there have been some playoff games. New York City beat Philadelphia 3-1. Uh, Diego Valeri, the couple of goals as Dallas lost 2-1 to Portland Timber. 
LAFC 2, Real Salt Lake 3, with a wonderful scissor-kicked volley from the edge of the box by Demir Krilach. Uh, and DC United 2, Columbus Crew 2, uh, Wayne Rooney misses a penalty in the penalty shootout. It's not probably the worst miss out of the penalty shootout, though, was it? No, but as he's walking up to take the penalty, the commentator said he looked a bit heavy-legged at the end of the game. Is that going to play any part? And you think, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but to be fair to him, this has been a renaissance season for him in MLS. Do you know what? I was thinking about this today. Um, as much as it was fun when he was at Manchester United and he just kept tripping over his own feet and getting worse and worse, it's nice to see him do well somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, I think at this stage of his career... I think this could have been like the perfect time for him to yeah. try something new and he's excelling. Yeah, he's doing very well. And, he, like and it's good to see, isn't it? And next season he could be like one of the MVP, MVPs in MLS. Yeah, I think I, saw, I only saw it briefly. It was only on the screen for about three or four seconds. But I think he's been involved in 19 goals since he's got to um, DC United. And you think, when did he join? He joined July. July. June or July. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing incredibly well, and okay, you can say MLS is a retirement home, but it's good to see him doing what he does best. Just remember, DC were like second bottom, yes, and they, they had were, they? like five games in hand when yeah. he arrived. And uh, did they finish fourth or fifth in the playoffs? Uh, I don't know, but the, yeah, I know that it's one of the one, they, they finished in the playoffs in their conference, and yeah. that's one hell of a turnaround. Yeah. The MLS is a the, the playoffs in American sports is just it's a monopoly for whoever is involved because it's weird how they do it. How do they do it? Is it? Oh, I think it's third versus six, fourth oh, versus yes, fifth. Oh yes, that's right. And uh, they play second place, and then I think whoever wins that plays winner of the supported shield in final yeah but i think it's like that but i don't know i could be wrong if yeah. i'm wrong please let me know <laughs> should you talk about neil lennon oh please do this was absolutely brilliant <laughs> uh so does this come under the category of things that commentators say when they say nobody wants to see scenes like this in football and you think well actually it's quite a you know it's quite fun yes to watch. <laughs> yes because what he did probably about 30 seconds beforehand may he may have deserved it um i think deserved is probably a bit harsh on this i don't think anyone sort of deserves a coin in uh, the face, i wouldn't it? say deserved it just say epic goading epic goading yeah so hearts had a goal that was disallowed this was hibs versus hearts neil lennon's the hibs manager hearts had a goal disallowed uh he turned and gave the crowd what for i can only imagine He'd been getting pelters throughout the game from the Hearts fans, and he's turned around and giving them something. And one of them, um, yeah, and one of them's taken umbrage and thrown a coin at him. Two different points of view I've heard today. First was he's made the most of it, um, which I thought was a bit cruel. Secondly, was um, football fans are quite happy to dish this sort of stuff out, but as soon as someone gives it them back again, they're not so happy. Which I'm kind of falling on that side. Yeah, same. Um... I've always been told if you learn to dish it out, you've got to learn to take it. I like Dave Dave Warner in, in cricket. He loves to dish it out, <laughs> but someone if someone mentions it in a club game that you're you're worthless and you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, don't walk off the pitch and basically in tears. 
Um, that did happen to him a couple of weeks ago. No, I saw that. <laughs> that was very bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, apparently it was Phil Hughes's brother. brother. Yeah, the, the late, the late Phil Hughes. But yeah, Neil Lennon's had some very, very bad previous in Scotland with the. Oh, what would we say? Is it the? He got yes, he got stuff sent to him in the post, like bullets, death threats. But the way he sort of acted in the at the end of the derby, just like. He's a grown man, <laughs> <laughs> but I could see both like sides to it. If he's been getting a load of stick, sometimes you like got to act out a little bit. But throwing a coin, it was it was quite fun to see, but it was a bit stupid. I mean, the thing about this is, presumably, he's got kids that go to school, and he's got a yeah. wife that has to sort of sort of show a face around town and he's got to go shopping and all this sort of thing. He must meet some people when he's out and about and his family's got to face this and he must meet people when he's out and about in Edinburgh and it's, I don't know, it's, it's bizarre. Where were you when the Jamie Carragher threw the Queen back in the crowd at Highbury? Oh, I just thought that was funny. Because <laughs> yeah. he got sent off for it. He did. <laughs> that was in the FA Cup, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've seen I've seen a couple of players get sent off for throwing stuff back into the crowd. Have you? Yeah, there's a, a keeper at, uh, for Spal against Roma a couple of weeks ago who got done for kicking the ball into the crowd. Oh, brilliant! For time wasting. As we were talking about that last week. Yeah, yeah, we were, weren't we? Um, I still but, remember the Manchester United fan said that he rang up six oh six one time. Said he'd been watching West, watched Manchester United at West Ham and had coins thrown at more game and made seven quid. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me that a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. But I can imagine Neil Lennon's got worse between Celtic and Rangers games. Yes, I can imagine he probably has. I remember when he played at Leicester City. He was incredibly popular. Yeah, because oh, and he also got his head kicked off his shoulders by Alan Shearer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember afterwards um, in that sort of Shearer in a press conference was trying to come out with all this you know what goes on the pitch stays on the pitch and I'm sure if you ask Neil Lennon he'll say nothing happened and Neil Lennon said well no he kicked my head <laughs> yeah he almost kicked my head off <laughs> exactly uh, right back to the Premier League speaking of Leicester right Cardiff versus Leicester City this is Leicester's first game back um, Neil Warnock was unsure whether this game should be played I think in the end he said you know if they're happy to play we're happy to play um Leicester's reaction to this is going to be interesting. I'm kind of think it's a shame that the first game back is away uh, after the crash. I think if if the first yeah, game back, was, home. yeah, if it was at home, it'd be a lot more cathartic experience for them. But, you know, they can they're in front of their own fans, and there'll be a memorial of some kind to to commemorate what happened and commemorate the owner. And then you've got that out of the way, and then you sort of play. Whereas you've got presumably going to have a sort of minute silence of some sort tomorrow you're going to have your black armbands and it's there for you tomorrow and then you've got to go back to uh, the King Power Stadium for the next game and do it all over again yeah which isn't to say they shouldn't do all those things no I think for the the good of the team it's to get get out of the way yeah exactly and probably end the game on a high with a win yeah well Cardiff's the place to do that yeah, yes, I know. They did beat Fulham a couple of weeks ago. Um, I read on Sky Sports News earlier that um, Jamie Vardy said that he wants he, him and the players want this game to go ahead and wants to win it for the the, the sadly departed owner, which I, I, 
hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, it was a very, very horrible thing to come home to on Saturday. And the footage that got released on CCTV mm. was was quite horrible and to see because no one wants to see that. Whoever released it, shame on them. Also, shame on Dan Rowan as well for the comments yes. he made. Absolute effing idiot. Um, I do like Dan Rowan. Um, yeah. But I think his apology seemed a little bit half-hearted as well. Yeah. Yeah, and was there another Sky reporter who said something stupid? Uh, a female reporter said not, they, it took long time for them to announce the deaths, but you know it's going to take a long time because mm-hmm. they have to phone back to Thailand and bang, in Bangkok to tell the family members what has gone on. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be a sombre atmosphere in Kyla tomorrow, and I just hope for Leicester they can get a win for it. Yeah, so I think that would be the sadly departed owner. I think it would be good for Mr. Digger. A completely different level. Um, but I used to play in a league, and um, uh, one of the, a player from one of the teams he uh, he died. He got um, washed off some rocks down here in Cornwall, and his friend, oh, wow. who was also in the same team, jumped into the sea to try and rescue him, but couldn't. Um, and their next game, this lad and all the players' families sort of came down to watch, and they had this sort of. We all had a minute silence for the game, um, and the team, the, uh, the team went out and hammered the opposition. And I don't know from Cardiff's point of view how they're going to feel about playing this game tomorrow. Everyone is obviously going to want Leicester to win. Yeah, the, the Cardiff players are going to be professional enough to want to win themselves, but it's going to be a strange feeling for the Cardiff players as well, isn't it? They're going to feel—they're not going to feel great if they win. I can imagine from this, do you? I mean, if you're a Cardiff player and you celebrate and you score, do you, I don't know, do you celebrate? What do you do? It's going to be very low key, isn't it? Whatever. Yeah, it's like a lose lose situation. I, me personally, I wouldn't celebrate if I scored. No. It's like as we were talking earlier when the uh, about Phil Hughes. It's like. Um, I remember the, the test series that New Zealand played Pakistan when this was going on. Yeah. And I remember Brendan McCullum hit 100, didn't celebrate. Yeah. I would do the same thing. I just wouldn't celebrate. Yeah, you just sort of have a quick high five, you make some. Quick high five and just walk on. Yeah. Um, I mean, football wise, Leicester haven't. Um, they not had the greatest of records recently, have they? I think they're looking to avoid. I'm trying to think how the game went last week. They lost. No, they drew one, didn't they? No, drew one all. It was a uh, last minute draw against West Ham, wasn't it? It was a red. Yeah. West Ham had 10 players as well, didn't they? So it wasn't a commanding performance at all. They. It's good, could, good finish for the. Was it a deflected equaliser or was it the, yeah. the 30 yard screamer? Yeah, it was. I mean, from a footballing point of view, recently I think they've been struggling a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you, the emotion of the, game, the day will sort of take them one way or the other, won't it? Yeah, I think emotion, uh, adrenaline will kick in. Yeah. And for them and for the fans, they're probably just hoping just to uh, get this game out of the way and pick up three points and then think about the the, uh, the home game, the first home game after the incident next week. Yeah, no, definitely. And they're also, um, is it, they're missing, is it Daniel Amate, who picked up a very horrific leg break? Oh, was that what it was? I didn't sort of show what happened on Match of the Day, so you kind of yeah. think it must be bad if they're for sure. <coughs> yeah, leg break. I think that's what was confirmed on Sunday, but yeah. that wasn't the main... But evidently, that wasn't the main talking point. No. 
Um, elsewhere, what we've got, we've got Everton versus Brighton. Um, Brighton have won their last three in the Premier League. Everton lost to Manchester United last week with that Pogba run-up. Um, no David Proper or Pascal Gross. Uh, Everton, seven out of their last eight Premier League games have come in the second half. Um, although, not Andy Murray, Glenn Murray. Um, he scored or, six Andy out, or Andy Murray. Uh, Glenn Murray has scored six out of Brighton's 11 goals this season, I think, which is the greatest ratio for any player in the Premier League for any of their teams. Mm. So, um, Everton at home, you've got to, I suppose you've got to fancy them a bit, but Brighton are doing well, aren't they? So, is this at, it's definitely at the Amex? No, it's at Goodison, sorry. Oh, it's at Goodison, apologies. Yeah. Um, I, I could probably see Everton winning this. They want to bounce back after the Man United defeat where they didn't play too bad was... no they were lucky weren't they yeah they had the chances in the second half um, but Brighton and the Hewn have been doing good this season mm. they are missing Pascal Gross who was their main player last season but they've got probably the one of the best strikers in form in English football at the moment and Glenn Murray and at his age it's brilliant to see what he's doing mm. was it 34-35 Around that age, I think he must be getting on all that bitch. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I am listening to you. I'm just watching some of the pictures from um, Galatasaray Fenerbahce. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it? Is it? Is it a bit brutal? I, I heard that Jailson had to be like, escorted off the pitch. It looks good fun. Um. Okay, and last is. <laughs> is this on? Is this on YouTube? Uh, no, let me retweet it for you right now. There you go. Just some photos. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, last, which I also thought was last time actually, Newcastle versus Watford. Right, Watford, um, of course, Newcastle are winless. Watford have won their last two without conceding after a bit of a wobble. At this point, at this stage of the season, Watford have got as many points as 49 out of the last 119 league champions. So are we saying Watford are going to win the league or? Uh, Watford to beat Newcastle. That's as far as we're going, is it? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> uh, even. <laughs> This Newcastle situation for the fans, the club, probably the, the players, it's, it's, it's not going well for them. Like they've they've hardly spent any money. Mike Ashley's not hardly doing anything. All he cares about is, um, oh, what's the sponsor? Sports Direct. Sports Direct. That's it. Mine keeps going blank trying to think of things. It's getting late. And, yeah, it's been a long week. You should be in bed, Coco. <laughs> and it just only cares about that. But the good thing for Newcastle is they've got uh, Jermaine LaSalle's signed up a new six-year deal, which I wonder if that might come with a big, hefty transfer fee. How he's still there is beyond me. I'd have been quite happy if Liverpool went out and bought him in the summer. Yeah, but one way or another... Oh, oh, we were definitely talking about this last week. Yeah. Um, I don't see Rafa being there much longer. No. Because I can see Watford picking points against this Newcastle side who are very bereft of confidence. They've ha- they haven't won a game all season. All they've picked up is a couple of draws. And they're looking at the barrel of the gun thinking, shit, this could be another relegation battle where nothing is going right for us and we could be playing Championship football next season. And of course, Ashley sacked managers for less, isn't he? If you think Chris Hutton. Chris Hutton, who were, they were in a very good position and he had brought in Pardew to replace him <laughs> on a ridiculous <laughs> six-year deal, which I think ran out two years ago. 
Yeah. And he left the club in 2015, if my memory serves me right. I think they, ended. David Moyes has still got about eight months of his Manchester United contract left. Yes, he has, yes. <laughs> so, brilliant. Right, OK, well, that's all the Premier League teams. Have you got any AOB? Uh, new Football Manager's out. New football so, manager, if anyone's ge- geeky and who likes Football Manager, New FM 19 is out. And it looks amazing. And looking forward to getting involved in that over the weekend. And, uh, available on a free. On a free. And also, me and James recorded a European football uh, Madeline Post podcast during the week. And we t- uh, touched on Brushy Munching Gladbach, Montpellier, and I'm just trying to think of the third. Oh, Lazio and Inter Milan. We picked up on that. We recorded that Tuesday. We may have had a bit of recording problems because every time... I tried to speak on my laptop. I got some horrible feedback, so hopefully that may have not come across that badly, but we'll just have to wait and see. See if Ryan works his magic. Yeah. All right, brilliant. Right, Scott, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Uh, It's at Scott underscore Munro. So if you want to listen to me talk about uh, Italian football, someone in town, bit of cricket, maybe a bit of WWE, hit us a follow. That's the place to go. Right, you follow me at chicken 77 Man of the Post is at Man of the Post uh, for Instagram and for uh, Twitter. You can like us on Facebook as well. Uh, we're releasing content on there as and, as and when we go. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Acast or Stitcher and all your um, podcasts will automatically fall into your inbox and you can listen to us because, of course, we've got uh, the Sunday review show. We've got 11 Pieces of Me, which was released this week as I picked my favourite 11. Scott's just mentioned his European show. Great goalkeeper for the 11 Pieces of Me. <laughs> when your mind goes blank and you can't think of anything. <laughs> to be honest, it was an actually very good team. I did did like your front three. Front three was amazing. Yeah. Um, and we've got uh, the Unusual Efforts podcast as well. Hopefully another one of those coming up this weekend. I think the girls are recording. Um, right, Scott, thank you ever so much. No worries, thank you again. Um, as a second Friday in a row, I've come to save you. You what? You like the sort of super sub, like Rooster Russell or something? Kevin Russell, do you remember him? Yeah, um, I would probably say Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> and Munro has done it, as Clive Dillard would <laughs> <laughs> The Champions League, Manchester United have done it. No, Swindon. I know, but yeah. And Munro has done it, and Swindon yeah, won the Champions through League. Yeah, i You'd take that, wouldn't you? Last oh, minute win over Bayern true. Munich in the Champions League. Oh, with all the uh, football leagues that have gone through. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe the Super League. The Super Yeah, exactly. Allegedly, allegedly, I don't want to get in the Man and Post podcast into trouble. No, just say allegedly, we'll be fine. Yeah. So Brilliant, right, thank you ever so much, Scott. No, thank you very much. Pleasure to be on again. Super. Always remember to keep your man on the post. Oh, 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 o